Chapter 1 Shadows in the Rain The rain fell in sheets, a relentless downpour that washed away the sins and secrets of the city. I stood underneath the flickering neon sign of Joe's Diner, trying to light a cigarette against the raging storm. The smoke mixed with the rain, creating a misty haze that filled the streets like a shroud. The city was my mistress and my tormentor, a seductive siren that lured me in with promises of riches and fame, only to chew me up and spit me out when I got too close. But I couldn't escape her embrace. She had her hooks in me, and I was tangled in her web of deceit. I was Jack Malone, a private eye with a past as dark as the alleyways I wandered. The scars on my soul ran deep, and every case I took on was just a way to drown out the memories that haunted me. That night, I had a new client, a dame with legs that seemed to go on forever and a sob story that could break your heart. She had a voice like velvet, and she oozed trouble like a leaking faucet. She claimed her husband had gone missing, and she needed someone to find him. As she spoke, I couldn't help but feel that this case was different, that it would lead me down a path I wasn't prepared to walk. But the glint of money in her eyes was enough to push aside my reservations, and I found myself nodding in agreement. I started my investigation the next day, combing through the seedy underbelly of the city. The rain had washed away the surface grime, but the stench of corruption and greed still lingered in the air. I questioned low-life informants and grifters, trying to piece together the puzzle of the missing husband. Each lead took me deeper into a world of deception and betrayal, where everyone had something to hide and no one could be trusted. As I followed the trail, I found myself crossing paths with the city's powerful and ruthless elite, the ones who pulled strings from the shadows. They didn't take kindly to my meddling, and soon I found myself dodging bullets and dancing with danger. But I couldn't back down. It was too late to turn back now. The more I delved into the case, the more I realized that it wasn't just about finding a missing man. It was about uncovering a web of corruption that stretched to the highest levels of power. As the rain continued to pour, I stood on the edge of a precipice, knowing that the truth would shatter lives and shake the very foundation of the city. But I couldn't let the darkness win. I had to bring justice to those who have been wronged. In the end, I knew the city would still be there, with its alleys and its secrets, its glimmering lights, and its dark underbelly. But maybe, just maybe, I can make a difference, even if it meant getting my hands dirty and my soul a little more tarnished. And so, I plunged deeper into the heart of the city, chasing shadows in the rain, knowing that the answers I saw would be as elusive as the truth itself. But that's what it meant to be a detective in this world. Always searching, never giving up, and facing the demons that lurked in the shadows. Chapter 2 a dance of deception. The city at night was a different beast, a hungry predator prowling the streets for his next victim. As I ventured further into the murky depths of the investigation, I couldn't help but feel like a pawn in a deadly game of chess. Each move I made seemed to have consequences I couldn't anticipate, and the players were far more cunning than I could have imagined. 
The dame who had hired me, Elizabeth Caldwell, wasn't as innocent as she appeared. As I dug deeper, I discovered a tangled web of lies and deceit surrounding her. Her missing husband, Richard, was no saint either. He had his fingers in more pies than I could count. The two of them had been playing a dangerous game, and it had caught up with them. Following a new lead, I found myself at the doors of a high-class casino called the Silver Ace. It was a place where fortunes were won and lost, and where secrets were buried beneath the clinking of glasses and the laughter of the elite. Inside, I was met with a sea of glamorous faces, each one concealing their own share of sins. I spotted Elizabeth sitting at the blackjack table, her eyes fixated on the dealer as if trying to read his soul. I approached her, my footsteps muffled by the luxurious carpeting, and I slipped into the seat beside her. Her eyes flickered with surprise, but quickly masked it with a practiced smile. You've been busy, Mr. Malone, she purred, her voice carrying a hint of mischief. Any progress on finding my dear Richard? Cut the axe, sweetheart, I retorted, my tone cold as the rain outside. I know more than you think. Your husband wasn't just a missing person. He was a player in a dangerous game. A game that cost people their lives. She glanced around nervously, her poker face faltering for a moment. I don't know what you're talking about, she protested weakly. Don't insult my intelligence, I shot back, leaning closer. Richard was involved in some shady deals, and he crossed paths with some dangerous people, the kind who don't take kindly to loose ends. Her eyes darted around, and I could see fear swimming in their depths. I swear I didn't know, she stammered, her composure slipping away like sand through her fingers. I just wanted him back, that's all. I sighed, feeling a twinge of pity for her, but I couldn't let emotions cloud my judgment. You might have been played, but I need the whole truth if I'm going to find Richard and get to the bottom of this mess. Before she could answer, the sound of a gunshot echoed through the casino, and the chaos erupted. People screamed and ducked for cover as pandemonium engulfed the room. I instinctively grabbed Elizabeth and pulled her behind a nearby pillar, shielding her from the danger. When the dust settled, I saw the lifeless body of a man sprawled on the floor, a pool of blood spreading beneath them. The casino's security rushed in, and the atmosphere turned from glamour to grief in an instant. As the police arrived to investigate, I slipped away, leaving Elizabeth to fend for herself. There were more pieces to this puzzle, and the dead man was just one of them. The city was an intricate maze, and I needed to navigate it carefully if I wanted to survive and find the truth. Back in my dimly lit office, I sat in the shadows, pondering the events of the night. The rain had stopped, and the city seemed to hold its breath, waiting for the next move in the deadly game. The night was far from over, and the dance of deception had only just begun. I knew I had to stay one step ahead of the players, for in this city, trust was a luxury I couldn't afford. Chapter 3 Shadows unveiled. The early morning light filtered through the blinds, casting slivers of illumination across my worn-out desk. My head throbbed from lack of sleep, but I had no time to rest. The events of the previous night had opened new doors, 
and I needed to tread carefully to uncover the truth. I knew the dead man from the casino was no mere coincidence. He was connected to Richard Caldwell's disappearance. His name was Marcus Kane, a notorious enforcer for one of the city's most influential crime bosses, Vincent the Viper Santoro. Kane's death was just another move in the deadly chess game that had ensnared Richard and Elizabeth. Determined to unravel the web, I decided to pay a visit to Mr. Santoro himself. The man was rumored to be as venomous as his nickname implied, and his dark empire reached into every crevice of the city. But I wasn't one to shy away from danger. Facing the devil was part of the job. As I entered the seedy nightclub where Santoro held court, the air was thick with smoke and the smell of liquor. Flashing neon lights flickered over a sea of debauchery, and a live band played a sultry tune that seemed to echo the city's pulse. Santoro sat at a private booth, surrounded by a cadre of his local goons. His eyes, as cold as ice, locked onto me as I approached, and a crooked grin twisted his lips. Well, 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 if it isn't Jack Malone, he sneered, his voice dripping with menace. What brings the city's best detective to my humble establishment? I'm not here for small talk, Santoro, I shot back, my voice firm. I'm here about Richard Caldwell. He's tangled up in your world, and I want answers. His grin widened, revealing a row of yellowing teeth. Ah, yes, dear Richard. He chuckled darkly. He thought he could play both sides, but he underestimated the consequences. You know how it is in this city, Malone. A man must choose a side. Had Richard, <laughs> he chose poorly. What did you do to him? I demanded. My heart pounded in my chest. Let's just say he's paying his debts, Santoro replied, waving a dismissive hand. That's not your concern, detective. You should be more concerned about your own well-being. I could feel the tension in the room rise as his goons surrounded me, but I held my ground. I had faced dangerous men before, and I wouldn't back down now. I'm not here to make enemies, Santoro, I said calmly. I just want to find Richard and get to the truth. Help me, and I'll stay out of your affairs. Santoro's laughter reverberated through the room, sending shivers down my spine. You think you can strike a deal with me, Malone? You're not as clever as you think. Before I could respond, a gunshot rang out and chaos erupted once more. The club's patrons scattered in panic, and I used the distraction to make my escape. But I knew that my encounter with Santoro had only scratched the surface of the darkness that engulfed this city. Back at my office, I sifted through the pieces of the puzzle. Santoro's words had revealed more than he intended. Richard Caldwell had indeed made a dangerous choice, but I was determined to save him from the clutches of the viper's venom. As I delved deeper into the city's underbelly, following leads and shaking loose tongues, I uncovered a sinister plot that went far beyond Richard and Elizabeth. A missing husband was a pawn in a grander scheme, one that involved corruption at the highest levels of power. The city was a canvas painted with shades of gray, where morality blurred and darkness thrived. But I was a detective, a seeker of truth, and I would wade through the shadows to bring justice to those who deserved it. 
With the rain returning, I stepped out onto the slick streets, ready to face whatever awaited me in the next chapter of this tale. The city may have been relentless, but so was I. And as long as the truth remained veiled, my relentless pursuit would continue, unearthing the secrets hidden within the shadows. Chapter 4 City of Masks The city's heartbeat pulsed through the rain-soaked streets, each drop of water a whisper of secrets waiting to be unraveled. I trudged through the dimly lit alleyways, following a new lead that pointed to an abandoned warehouse on the outskirts of town. The warehouse loomed before me like a forgotten giant, its windows shattered and its walls graffiti-laden. It was a place where whispers echoed and shadows danced, and I knew I was stepping into a trap. Inside, the darkness was suffocating, and the only sound was the distant patter of rain against the roof. My senses were on high alert as I cautiously advanced, my footsteps echoing like gunshots in the silence. A flickering light ahead caught my eye, and I approached with caution. As I turned the corner, I was met with a sight that sent a shiver down my spine. A masked figure was stood at the center of the room, surrounded by hooded figures. So, you decided to follow the breadcrumbs, Mr. Malone? The masked figure taunted, his voice distorted by the mask. But you should have stayed away. The circle of hooded figures tightened, their intentions clear. I had walked into a den of wolves, and they were ready to pounce. I'm not one to back down from a fight, I replied, my hand inching towards the holster at my side. The masked figure chuckled darkly. Your bravado won't save you now. You've been meddling where you don't belong, and that's something we can't allow. The tension in the room escalated. The air crackled with an ominous energy. But I was no stranger to danger, and I had faced worse odds before. Before the situation could escalate further, a voice rang out from the darkness. Enough! Elizabeth Caldwell emerged from the shadows, her once immaculate appearance now disheveled and worn. This has gone too far, she said, her voice trembling with a mix of fear and determination. The masked figure turned towards her, his surprise evident beneath the mask. Elizabeth, what are you doing here? I won't let you hurt him, she declared, her eyes locked onto mine. I was wrong to involve him in this mess. He deserves to know the truth. The masked figure hesitated, and I saw a flicker of uncertainty in his eyes. He lowered his guard just enough for me to make my move. With lightning speed, I drew my gun and fired at the masked figure's accomplices, sending them scattering in all directions. The element of surprise was on my side, and I seized the opportunity to tackle the masked figure to the ground. As we struggled, his mask slipped, and I caught a glimpse of his face. It was Richard Caldwell himself. His eyes were filled with desperation and regret, and I realized he had become a pawn in his own game. Why, Richard? Why did you do this? I demanded, keeping my gun trained on him. He sighed heavily, his shoulders sagging with the weight of his choices. I got in too deep, Malone. I owed Santoro more than I could repay, and he was threatening Elizabeth. I thought I could find a way out, but it was all a lie. I'm sorry. In this moment, I saw a glimmer of the man he once was, buried beneath the lies and deceit. But there was no time for second chances. 
With the police closing in on the warehouse, I handed Richard over to Elizabeth and urged her to do the right thing. As they disappeared into the night, I knew the city's web of deception was slowly unraveling. The rain washed away the remnants of the night's chaos, leaving behind a city in transition. The shadows still lurked, but there was hope that truth and justice would prevail. As I walked away from the scene, I knew my journey was far from over. The city's secrets were vast, and new cases would pull me back into its clutches. But that's the life of a detective in this ugly city. A life of unearthing the truth and navigating the treacherous dance between light and dark. And so, I walked on, determined to face whatever lay ahead, armed with my wits, my gun, and my knowledge that even in the darkest of nights, justice would always find its way. Chapter 5 Veil of Deceit In the days that followed, the city's underbelly churned with whispers of Richard Caldwell's capture and the dismantling of his criminal web. The streets buzzed with rumors and speculations about the true extent of his involvement and the depth of the deception that had ensnared him. As Detective Jack Malone, I couldn't shake the feeling that there was more to the story, a hidden truth lurking in the shadows. The pieces of the puzzle didn't fit neatly together, leaving me with a nagging sense that there were still missing elements waiting to be uncovered. Elizabeth Caldwell had retreated into seclusion after her husband's arrest, seeking solace from the storm that had consumed their lives. But I couldn't ignore the nagging intuition that she held a crucial key to unraveling the remaining mysteries. I paid her a visit, finding her secluded in the family estate, surrounded by memories of a life that had now crumbled into ruins. Elizabeth, I know there's more to this, I said gently, breaking the tense silence. You and Richard were hiding something, something that goes way deeper than the debts he owed. She looked up, her eyes reflecting both grief and relief to see me. Detective Malone, I didn't want to involve you further, she admitted, her voice heavy with emotion. Richard got involved in something he couldn't escape, something that goes back to our family past. I leaned in, intrigued by the revelation. Tell me everything, I urged, sensing that the veil of deceit was beginning to lift. As Elizabeth recounted the tangled web of secrets that had ensnared the Caldwell family for generations, a dark history emerged. Her ancestors had been entangled in illicit dealings, and their alliance with a shadowy figure named Santoro had cast a long, malevolent shadow over their lives. Santoro was a manipulative puppeteer, orchestrating our family's every move, Elizabeth revealed, her voice trembling. Richard thought he could outmaneuver him, but Santoro always had the upper hand. I listened intently, piecing together the puzzle that had driven Richard to desperate measures. The past had come back to haunting, leaving him cornered and desperate for a way out. I need to know everything about Santoro and the extent of his reach, I declared. Only then can we dismantle the remnants of this darkness. Together, Elizabeth and I delved into her family's history, sifting through old records and long-forgotten stories. As we connected the dots, we discovered that Santoro's influence extended far beyond the city's limits, with connections to powerful figures across the country. The depth of the conspiracy was staggering and we knew that taking Santoro down in his network would be no easy task. But I was determined to bring an end to this web of deceit and corruption that ensnared the city. As the investigation unfolded, 
I was met with resistance as every turned, with powerful forces working to keep their secrets buried, but I refused to be deterred, using every resource at my disposal to expose the truth. The city's labyrinth of lies and deceit led me to the darkest corners, where the veil of illusion was thickest. It was a dangerous game of cat and mouse, and I knew that Santoro's agents were watching my every move. But I couldn't let fear guide me. The truth deserved to be brought to light, and justice demanded that the darkness be dispelled. As the city's shadows stretched long into the night, I found myself facing a crossroads. The battle against whispers of deception and the looming specter of Santoro would be a treacherous one, with no guarantees of victory. But I was not one to back down from a fight. Armed with the truth and a relentless pursuit of justice, I would navigate the city's labyrinthian secrets, determined to unveil the darkness that had taken root. In the face of corruption and deceit, I knew that the path ahead would be fraught with peril. But as long as the city kept whispering its secrets, my resolve would remain unwavering, to bring the truth to light, to unmask the puppeteer behind the city's veil of deception, and to ensure that justice prevailed, even in the shadows of doubt. Chapter 6 Shadows of Betrayal The city's streets were bathed in an eerie glow of neon lights as I walked through the familiar labyrinth of shadows and secrets. The whispers of the past echoed in my mind, reminding me that no truth was ever straightforward in this city. As I continued my pursuit of justice, a new case found its way to my desk. A wealthy businessman had been found dead in his opulent penthouse, an apparent suicide according to the police report, but something about the scene didn't add up. As I delved into the investigation, I uncovered another tangled web of deceit. The victim, Alexander Sinclair, was not just a wealthy entrepreneur, but also a well-known philanthropist with connections to influential figures in the city. As I followed the trail of clues, it became evident that Sinclair's life was entangled with a dark underbelly that the public knew nothing about. Beneath the facade of charity and success lay a world of corruption, greed, and hidden agendas. The whispers in the shadows hinted at a powerful figure pulling the strings from behind the scenes, orchestrating Sinclair's downfall. As I dug deeper, I realized that this was more than just a simple murder. It was a well-calculated plot to silence a man who knew too much. With each revelation, the list of suspects grew larger. I found myself navigating a treacherous maze of motives and alibis. It seemed everyone had something to hide, and the lines between friend and foe blurred. In the midst of the investigation, I received an unexpected visitor, a woman named Isabella, Sinclair's estranged daughter. Her eyes were filled with a mix of grief and suspicion as she asked for my help in uncovering the truth behind her father's death. Isabella had been living abroad, estranged from her father for years, but her intuition told her that his death was no mere suicide. She shared her own suspicions of a dark secret her father had uncovered, one that had put his life in danger. As I listened to Isabella's story, I knew that her presence in the city had not gone unnoticed. She, too, was being watched, and her involvement in the case added another layer of complexity to an already convoluted investigation. The city's whispers grew louder, hinting at a clandestine organization lurking in the shadows, an elusive group that operated beyond the reach of the law. The more I dug, the more dangerous the case became, and the more I realized that I might be in over my head with this and Santoro.
but I couldn't turn away. Not when lives were at stake and the truth lay just beyond my grasp. The whispers of betrayal, deception, urged me forward, guiding my steps through a city where nothing was as it seemed. As the sun set on the horizon, I knew that the darkness had not yet revealed all its secrets. The city's enigmas were far from solved, and new questions emerged with every step I took. In the heart of the City of Shadows, I would continue to face the daunting dance between truth and deceit, justice and betrayal. Armed with determination and guided by the whispers of the past, I would uncover the tangled web of secrets that threatened to keep this city in its grip. Chapter 7 Dance of Deception The city's pulse quickened as I delved deeper into the labyrinth of deceit, combining Alexander Sinclair's death. Every step brought me closer to the truth, but it also plunged me further into a world of treachery and deception. As I followed the whispers of the past, they led me to the heart of the city's elite, where power and influence intertwined in a dangerous dance. Each member of Sinclair's inner circle seemed to harbor secrets of their own, and the truth was obscured by a veil of lies. Isabella's presence added an extra layer of complexity to the case. Her quest for justice mirrored my own, and together we navigated a landscape where trust was a scarce commodity. The shadows seemed to move with a life of their own, concealing hidden agendas and double crosses. As I questioned each suspect, the city's whispers guided me to unmask their lies. I confronted Sinclair's business partners, politicians, and friends, unearthing their darkest secrets one by one. Each revelation painted a more intricate picture of a man who was both revered and feared, and the forces at play that led to his demise. Among the suspects was a reclusive art collector named Vincent Devereux, whose shady dealings in the art world had brought him into conflict with Sinclair. He was known for his ruthless ambition and connections to the city's underworld, but Devereux was just one piece of the puzzle. The whispers hinted at a higher power, an elusive figure pulling the strings from behind the curtain, orchestrating a web of betrayal and revenge. As Isabella and I delved deeper, the danger escalated. We became targets of those who wanted to keep the truth buried in the shadows. The city's underbelly seemed to close in on us, tightening its grip with each move we made. In the midst of the investigation, an unexpected ally emerged from the shadows, a journalist named Amelia Hughes. She had been digging into Sinclair's deal and had uncovered a web of corruption that extended far beyond his circle. Amelia's courage and determination matched our own, and together we formed an unlikely alliance to expose the truth. As we shared information, we realized that our paths had converged, each of us chasing the same shadowy figure. With our forces combined, we discovered a link between Sinclair's death and a powerful criminal organization known as the Syndicate. They operated in the shadows, controlling every aspect of the city's underground, from organized crime to high-stakes corruption. The syndicate was like a spider, its web of influence spreading far and wide, ensnaring all who dared cross its path. Sinclair's death had been a warning to those who dared to challenge their supremacy. As the investigation neared its climax, the city's whispers became frenzied, revealing fragments of a grand design set in motion by the syndicate pieces of the puzzle fell into place, leading us to a secret meeting in an abandoned theater. Inside the theater's grand hall, figures in masks and cloaks moved in silence, their identities hidden. 
The atmosphere crackled with tension as the syndicate's enigmatic leader, known only as the Maestro, addressed the gathering. The Maestro's voice was as chilling as the shadows themselves, and their words sent shivers down my spine. It was clear that the syndicate had orchestrated Sinclair's death to silence him, but the true extent of their plans remained a mystery. As we lurked in the shadows, listening to the Maestro's speech, I realized that we were treading on dangerous ground. We had uncovered the Syndicate's darkest secrets, and they would stop at nothing to protect them. With each passing moment, the city's whispers seemed to echo louder, urging us to act before it was too late. We had come too far to turn back now, and we knew that confronting the Syndicate would be our greatest challenge yet. I stood at a precipice of a dangerous dance of deception. The city's shadows wrapped around us, but with the truth as our guide and the strength of our alliance, we were prepared to confront the syndicate head-on. In the city of whispers and secrets, justice would rise from the depths of darkness, and the dance of deception would lead to a final showdown where the truth would prevail and the syndicate's reign of terror would be no more. Chapter 8 Threads of Darkness As I continued to work the cases, I began to notice as the threads of two dark entities Santoro and the Syndicate began to intertwine. The whispers in the shadows grew louder, hinting at a sinister alliance that threatened to engulf the entire city. As Isabella, Amelia, and I delved deeper into the investigation of Alexander Sinclair's death, we found ourselves unraveling a web of deceit that connected Santoro's corrupt empire to the Syndicate's criminal network. The pieces of the puzzle fell into place, revealing a chilling truth. Sinclair had stumbled upon a dangerous secret that linked Santoro and the Syndicate. His discovery had led to his untimely demise, orchestrated by the Syndicate as a warning to anyone who dared challenge them. It became clear that the Syndicate's influence reached far beyond the city's borders. They had infiltrated the highest echelons of society, controlling key players in politics, law enforcement, and even the media. The city was nothing more than a puppet in their sinister game. In the shadows, we discovered a long-standing alliance between Santoro and the Syndicate. The powerful crime lord had provided the Syndicate with resources, money, and influence, while they, in turn, ensured Santoro's interests were protected and his enemies silenced. This revelation sent shivers down our spines. We were facing a force far greater and more insidious than we could have ever imagined, but we refused to be intimidated. We had come too far to back down now. Amidst the looming threat, Isabella showed unwavering courage, determined to expose the truth behind her father's death. Amelia's journalistic skills were instrumental in unearthing the Syndicate's network, connecting the dots that led to Santoro. I knew that taking on Santoro and the Syndicate would be the most dangerous challenge of my career, but I had faced darkness before, and this time I was not alone. With our alliance forged in the shadows, Isabella, Amelia, and I prepared to confront the malevolent forces that held the city in their grip. We knew the odds were stacked against us, but we were driven by our pursuit of justice and commitment to bring the truth to light. As we followed the threads of darkness, they led us to a grand opera house, a place that seemed innocent on the surface, but concealed the heart of the Syndicate's operations. It was here that the Maestro, the enigmatic leader of the Syndicate, orchestrated their malevolent symphony. We infiltrated the opera house, treading silently through its hallowed halls. The city's whispers urged us forward, guiding us like a compass pointing to true north. 
Our resolve remained unshaken, and our determination to expose the truth burned like a beacon. Inside the opera house, we confronted the maestro, their presence shrouded in darkness. The leader regarded us with a sense of cold detachment, a puppeteer pulling the strings of macabre play. The city dances to my tune, the maestro said, their voice carrying an eerie melody. You are but insignificant shadows, easily swayed by the flickering lights of justice. But we refused to be mere players in their malevolent game. We knew that the city's heart pulsed with a different rhythm, a rhythm of truth, justice, and hope. In a dramatic showdown, we unveiled the evidence we had gathered, revealing the web of corruption that connected Santoro and the Syndicate. The city's whispers grew into a crescendo of truth, echoing through the opera house. As the light of justice pierced the darkness, the Syndicate's facade began to crumble. The city's people rallied, no longer willing to dance to their tune. Amidst the chaos, we fought against Santoro's forces, aiming to dismantle his empire of corruption. The syndicate's grip on the city loosened, and the puppeteer's strings unraveled one by one. But we knew that the syndicate's influence reached far beyond the opera house walls. The battle had only just begun, and our fight for justice would continue to echo through the city's streets. In this city of shadows and secrets, me and my allies were prepared to face the darkest of forces. United in our pursuit of truth, justice, and redemption, we were determined to unravel every thread of darkness, no matter how deeply they were woven into this fabric. Chapter 9 Shadows Recede The aftermath of our confrontation with the Syndicate set ripples through the city. The web of corruption they had woven began to unravel, and the darkness that had held the city captive for so long began to recede. Santoro's empire crumbled under the weight of the evidence we had amassed. His henchmen scattered like rats fleeing a sinking ship. And the once powerful crime lord found himself cornered by the forces of justice. With the truth exposed, the city's whisper transformed from rumors of fear to tales of hope. The people stood united against corruption, their voices echoing through the streets like a symphony of change. In the wake of our victory, Isabella found closure in covering the truth behind her father's death. She chose to use her inheritance to establish a foundation dedicated to fighting corruption and supporting the city's underprivileged. Her father's legacy would be one of redemption and change. Amelia's journalistic prowess led to a series of exposés that shook the foundations of power, shining a light on the city's darkest corners. The media rallied behind her cause, and together they became a powerful force for truth and accountability. As for me, the relentless pursuit of justice had left its mark. City shadows will always whisper their secrets, but I had learned to navigate them with wisdom and courage. In the aftermath of our battle, the city began to rebuild. The scars of corruption remained, but the wounds were slowly healing. The darkness had not disappeared entirely, but the light of truth now stood as a guardian against its return. As the city's whispers faded into the background, Replaced by the hum of progress, I knew that my work as a detective was far from over. The dance between light and darkness would continue, and I was determined to face it head on. In this city of masks and secrets, Detective Jack Malone would remain vigilant, ready to confront whatever shadows lay ahead. Armed with the knowledge that justice and truth would always prevail, I would be a guardian of the city's soul, assuring that his heart pulsed with the rhythm of redemption. The shadows would always exist 
but their grip on the city had weakened, and the echoes of our battle would linger, a reminder that no darters could ever extinguish the light of hope. And so, the city's story continued, weaving its intricate tapestry of mystery, justice, and redemption. The legacy of Detective Jack Malone will forever be intertwined with the city he called home, a beacon of hope against the ever-shifting shadows 